Hello and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. She is a rising star in the Alameda County Public Defender's Office. She is equally at home with a busy pretrial calendar, a jury trial, or preliminary exam. She exudes confidence in the courtroom. She's been known to relax with a good glass of fine wine, and she is the mother of two children. Roz Salvaggio, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer. Thank you so much. I love that intro. Well, it's true, isn't it? 100%. I mean, the part about the wine and the kids, definitely. Everything else, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out. Are you going to the office these days, or are you strictly working from home? I'm actually not working at all at the moment. I'm home with my two kiddos, Brooklyn and Rocco. And Mr. Rocco, as we call him, is just nine months old. Yeah, I'm changing a lot of diapers. And I got to tell you, it's a lot harder being home than being anywhere in the courtroom. You live where? In San Francisco? And where are you from originally? I'm from San Luis Obispo originally. Is that where you went to high school? I did. I went to high school at Slow High, but I actually did my last year of high school um, on the East Coast at Cushing Academy, which is a, a co-ed boarding school outside of Boston. How was that experience for you? It was good. I think I needed it. I needed to be away from my small town and have a little bit of independence. And it definitely, it definitely changed my perspective on things. It really was a life-changing experience for me. And I've kind of regret that I wasn't there all four years of college, of, of high school. Did, did you notice like a real difference in terms of being on the East Coast versus being on the West Coast? And, and you know, I'm married to a New Yorker and people always think that I'm a New Yorker, which I think is a huge compliment. But really, I'm from small town San Luis Obispo, California. So yeah, there's definitely a, a different vibe and a different way of life. When you got out of Cushing, where did you go to college? I went to UC Santa Barbara, back home. I mean, I miss California in a lot of ways. I liked the weather, no more, you know, frosty freak days, as I called them, on the East Coast, because that those winters are super brutal, especially, you know, outside of Boston. Yeah, I like California. You know, I grew up on the East Coast, but once I got to California, I didn't develop a lot of interest in going back. How was UC Santa Barbara? I mean, it's a it's a fun school. I still have dear friends who I I've known since college, and it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's really probably one of the most idyllic campuses in the country in terms of being right there on the beach and just riding your bike through IV and and through the campus. Yeah, how could it get any better than that? Yeah, I'm not sure that it can. At some point, you made some decision to apply to law school. When did you first start thinking about being a lawyer? You know, it's funny. I, I kind of thought I would, I always thought I'd be a lawyer. When really? I, when I, yeah, I, I did. You know, I think the people in my town who I thought were really smart were the lawyers. That It seemed interesting. I always liked television dramas around the law. One of my favorites, this will, this will definitely reveal my age, but when I was a young kiddo, my mom would let me stay up and watch L.A. Law, which I thought was very exciting. 
And there was always kind of an issue, you know, that came up that was interesting and they kind of would weave it into the story. So I, I kind of, I didn't know really what it meant to be a lawyer. And I certainly didn't know what it meant to be a public defender. And I, but I, I thought maybe I would be a trial lawyer of some sort. I grew up in a very outgoing artistic family. So, you know, my mom was dance teacher and she had a a ballet company. She put on all kinds of productions. We were all, as a family, kind of part of that. So I was never really shy. And I kind of thought some sort of performance would be how I'd spend my life. So you see practicing law as some kind of performance. I mean, there is some, there, there's definitely an aspect of performance in trial work, isn't there? Oh, I agree completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, I think that I also would say that that judges who have a sense of performance feel really comfortable being judges because they're sitting there facing that audience. And judges who are really uncomfortable performing, I think, are very uncomfortable as judges. Yeah. And there are certain judges that can really turn it on, you know, and who are just so charismatic. I hate being in front of those judges for trial because I want to be the one getting all the attention. (laughs) I don't want the attention. Is that just in trial or in general? No, gosh, no. Only in trial. I want the, you know, I, I want, I want the jury to adopt my version of what's happening. I Uh want the jury to adopt how I, the lens through which I see the case. And in order to do that, I think they have to be with me, you know? So sometimes when a judge is super charismatic and, you know, when the judge really draws in the jury, I feel like the jury kind of looks for the judge's thoughts about the case. Did you go directly from Santa Barbara to law school or did you take a little time off? You you went directly? Yes. Okay. Where did you go to law school? University of San Francisco, right up the street from where I live. So you decided to make the transition from Southern California to Northern California? Yeah. And look, I always loved San Francisco. San Francisco was the place that I would um, visit as a teenager. How did you find USF as law school? Did you enjoy going to law school? I really enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed it too much. For me, it was fun socially. I, you know, the things that I liked are still the things that I like. I, I, I really enjoyed, you know, the criminal law clinic that I did. I enjoyed moot court. I enjoyed, you know, criminal law, constitutional law, evidence. All of that was super interesting to me. So what was your first legal job? So my first legal job was a summer at the state public defender's office. Now, that deals more with appellate work. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Direct appeals. And, you know, it really was not my thing (laughs) at all. It was very isolated. It was very, the people there were brilliant, but it was a different kind of, it was a different personality type than you see in the public defender's office. Interestingly, while I was there, I had an assignment and I can't remember what the assignment was now. It was related to Alameda County, but I had to contact a few different lawyers who had worked on death cases. And I ended up calling uh, a lawyer by the name of Michael Fox, who at the time was at the San Francisco Public Defender's Office. 
And he literally said, and of course, this is not probably the most appropriate language. These days, I would be very turned off, but he said, well, you seem like a smart girl. Why don't you come work for me? And that was how I got my first internship at a public defender's office. Your first job where you were actually a deputy public defender was in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was. How did you decide to go in California? Well, so when I graduated law school, there was a pretty significant hiring freeze. I mean, nothing compared to the economic distress we're all in now, but their offices weren't hiring. And San Francisco, when I had worked for, for Michael Fox, he was a uh, Kimiko Burton hire, and Jeff Adachi came in shortly thereafter. Then out of nowhere, I got a phone call from L.A., and I had applied to L.A., but kind of forgot about it. I didn't have any connection to the office. I didn't know anything about it. And they said, yeah, we'd like for you to come in for an, uh, a second interview. And the first interview I had was like a performance exam. It was, you know, sometime in the past. I really kind of put it out of my head. So I show up for this second interview. And if you know anything about L.A., which I didn't, you know, the second interview is just to sit down with the public defender where he offers you the job. So I flew down to L.A. I had, like, my questions prepared, including, is there any concern you have that would prevent you from offering me a position that was, like, going to be my closer? And he just, like, <laughs> looked at me when I asked that question. He was like, no, I'm offering you the job. That's good. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. So I had to make the decision basically on the spot. And I lived in San Francisco, worked in Contra Costa. But I also felt like I needed to get my career going. How, how was the experience in Los Angeles? Well, LA is an incredible place to practice. You know, when you come, when you, <laughs> when you leave LA and you go to another jurisdiction, it feels like you're in the sticks. Like even in Alameda County. The, the sheer volume, the size the, of the buildings that you're in, you know, the energy, the number of cases going on, you know, the 19-floor courthouse that you started, you know, in downtown L.A., it feels heavy. And it is heavy. There are heavy cases. Do you have one, one good story from your early years in the Los Angeles County Public Defender's Office? My God, I have a million stories. One of my favorite stories is this trial I did in East L.A., and it was called, we called it the best in case. The best in. The best in was a was a really, really not so nice motel where a lot of parolees would live when they got released from prison. And believe it or not, in these small jurisdictions outside of, you know, L.A. proper, they have a lot of volunteer police officers. They, they did at the time, these very small police agencies outside of L.A. proper. And these cops would go to this best inn and they would just literally just see what they could see, find something to happen. They did this one night with my client who was super sweet and they beat the living daylights out of him. When I got the case, the client had a tattoo across his head. I mean, he was he was a scary looking dude, but very, very sweet, very, very kind. 
And he was in potentially, I think, on a parole hold based on this arrest. So the case was set for trial and I walked into the hallway and there are these four police officers who were involved in my client's case. And they were literally reenacting beating the ever-loving crap out of my client right there in the hallway, right there in the hallway. So I walked up and I introduced myself and I said, hello, I'm Ross Lovaggio. I represent Mr. Salcedo. If you'll excuse me, I got to go downstairs. And I looked and I pointed to the video cameras that were fixed above the doors, the courtroom. So I went downstairs and the sheriffs were like, no, those, those don't record. No matter, and this will also date me. So during the trial, <clears throat> on every cross-examination of, of every cop, I held in my hand a VHS tape. And I had the clerk like wheel in a TV and VCR. And of course, I had nothing. But those, those cops all had to basically admit what they had done to my clients. There are way more twists and turns, but that's a short version of a nice not guilty with a really scary looking client from really dirty cops. So it was fun to, you know, it was, it's always fun to, to win. And it's, it's really fun to win when you know you're on the right side. Do you think the system is fair? Of course not. I don't think the system is fair. Well, what if anything about it would you change? Oh, it's hard to even to boil that down. I mean, look, we know that that more black and brown people get wrapped up in the system. It's impossible to, to boil down what about the system is unfair because there are just so many aspects of it and it's bigger than the system. Of course, it, it has to do with our whole society. It has to do with education. It has to do with opportunity. Before this whole COVID thing hit, you would travel quite a bit, you and your husband and your one of your children. Yeah, my daughter. Yeah, we love to travel. Well, to go to do at least one big international trip every other year. But we we spend a lot of time in airplanes. If you ask my now five-year-old daughter, she would say her favorite place is Las Vegas. All right. <laughs> Good or for New her. York. What about your favorite place? Oh, my favorite place to visit is probably Mexico. I love the people. I love the food. I love how close it is. I love how it makes you feel like you are on the other side of the globe in just a couple hours on the margaritas. So, hey, what can I say? That's probably my favorite place. What about recreational pursuits? Like, you know, now that you're pretty much limited to being in really the Bay Area, I guess, do uh, you and your family like to get out and do anything? Definitely. We, we, we visit lots of parks. So, I mean, literally, this is what, this is what we've been doing the last several months is just being outside. And someone said, wow, you look really tan. It's like, I am outside all day with these kiddos. And there's so much beauty here. And the parks are so incredible. And now that the playgrounds are starting to open up, of course, that is wonderful to put my kiddo on a swing. But just get outside. Interesting. If you couldn't be a lawyer, is there some other job or profession that you think that you would like to do? What um, is it? I would love to sell real estate. Really? Make some money. <laughs> I love real estate. Thank you. My husband says that too. I think he wants to stop working so hard. 
I love real estate. I think it's super interesting. I like to look at properties all the time in all different places. Imagine myself living there. Imagine, you know, renovations, construction that would make it interesting or more livable, what the neighborhood would be like, what it would be like to live in the neighborhood. You know, San Francisco is unique, I think. If I weren't a public defender, I think I would sell real estate. It would be such a strange thing to make that change, but I think I would enjoy it. What sort of things keep you up at night? Oh, lately, I've had a real, you know, I think a lot of people, and I've read articles about this, are having a really hard time sleeping with this COVID stuff. And I am no exception. If you came into some real money, a couple of billion dollars, what, if anything, would you do differently in your life? Yeah, real money, so that, that money was just not an issue in terms of making any decisions about anything that you did. I would make my husband stop working. That would be the first thing I would do. So he's a chief legal officer uh, for a wine company. What about you? Yeah. Would you stop working? Eventually, maybe sooner than I would otherwise. I really like what I do. Well, really, I mean, I, I get that sense that you that you like what you do. Yeah, yeah, I really do. I think I would still work. I would still work, at least for a little while longer, while I still love it. You know, I want to work while I love it, while I'm good at it. When it stops being joyful, you know, when it, when it stops being fun, I'm not going to work anymore. That's for sure. I will find something else to do with my time. And maybe it'll be sell real estate, so stay tuned. Is there anything that you wish you had known before you became a lawyer or before you became a public defender that you know now? You know, I frankly wish I had known how much I would like the work. And I think I would have focused focused in a little bit better on preparing myself. Roz Savaggio, thank you so much for joining me today on Love Thy Lawyer. I've really enjoyed talking to you about your life and your career. Lewis, thank you so much for having me and letting me be the first public defender, currently employed public defender, on your podcast. It was really fun, as usual, talking to you, and I'm really honored that you picked me. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you when we all get back to court. Yes, in healthier and in-person time. That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. Many thanks to my guests who have contributed their time and wisdom and make this show possible. Thanks, as always, to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. I'm Lewis Goodman. you know, come up here and cause trouble. So I, I grew up coming to San Francisco all the time. This is, you know, I mean, you could either go to LA or you could go to San Francisco.